Ayo! This is Rust Belt Baggage, a podcast about true crime and paranormal activity in the Rust Belt of America. I'm your host, Andrea. And I'm Ariel. We're just two peeps in Buffalo, New York, talking about true crime and spookies. Come unpack with us. According to episodes in one night, little little tipsy at this point. You are. I am. I don't drink that much. I've never been tipsy in my life. Never. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I retract my statement. I've never been tipsy in my life. <laughs> um, Just your normal when. Uh, <laughs> your normal Wednesday night on a Monday. <laughs> Monday. I mean, it kind of feels like a Wednesday though. It does weirdly feel like not a Monday. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but that's fine. I definitely have not prepared as well as I want to for this episode, but it is pretty well-known person, and I think the things that I have prepared will help some people get into some spooky mood for Halloween and watch some movies after, and you know, we can talk about some stuff. Oh, for sure. It's, it's about a person, and this person grew up in Wisconsin. And so Wisconsin is one of the states that is considered the Rust Belt. Honestly, I don't know too much about Wisconsin. I don't really know that much either. I mean... Ariel can (laughs) see all of my notes for this. And my first one, two, three, four, five things are just random things about Wisconsin that we can see. Honestly, I can only see the first one, so I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is cheese. Wisconsin's known for the cheese. They're the cheese heads. All I know about that is that, like, the Milwaukee people for sports wear cheese head squares on their heads. They do. They're the cheese heads. That's true. Um, Um, I'm saying this as my dad and my brother are big Milwaukee Brewers fans, so I should know more, but I just don't. Is that hockey? It's baseball. Oh. (laughs) I, it, the Packers, football. football. That's football. Green Bay Packers, yeah. And they have cheese. They have the cheese heads, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's like yeah. the big thing with, with Wisconsin is the cheese. Green Bay. I'll tell you a little bit about Green Bay and why it became named Green Bay, but oh. I mean, it's kind of cool. Okay. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I feel like that's one of those names that like gets thrown around because it's a funny name. But not I've a lot of people know about it. Heard of it? Uh, my aunt Mike used to fly planes in Oshkosh, so they used to do plane shows and like tricks and stuff. Oh, like the like the it. air show, like yeah, that we shows. have. Um, that shit was terrifying, by the way. I was on a boat during that in in uh, Buffalo at Canal Side yeah. this summer. Yeah. And it was fucking terrifying. Unfortunately, the time that I went, I think you were at that day too it was mostly rained out clouded out it was um it was so cool it was awesome it was a thrill it was terrifying and i love terrifying things Mm -hmm. um the Mm -hmm. only other time i've been in an air show i was very young i was like seven or eight years old when it was in niagara falls 
Okay. And uh, my grandparents took me and I fainted. I don't know if I was scared of the planes or I was just like in the <laughs> oh sun because I have a tendency to faint in the sun. Hashtag the whitest person on earth. Go on. Yeah, she used to fly in those shows, which is pretty cool. I never actually got to see her, but the I kudos. wish I could have. Kudos to her. Seriously. I couldn't do it. I would not be flying. No. I like uh, being on the ground. My next bullet point is dairy, I'm assuming, because cheese. If they're known for cheese, they have to be known for dairy, right? Do they have cream cheese? Because that's the most underrated cheese, and it's they, so fucking good. Okay, I don't know, but they have definitely have cheese curds. And if okay. you've ever had, like, fried cheese curds, oh, my heart, with, like, some ranch dressing. Mm. I can do mm. me some ranch, but see, I feel like blue cheese has ruined yeah, cheese well, curds fuck for you me. because like i know we're from buffalo and we're supposed blue to cheese be is nasty we're supposed to be on the blue cheese nasty. shit but cheese curds mm. it's it's practically just like okay i'm gonna offend some people by saying this <laughs> cheese curds is like a fried mozzarella or cheddar cheese ball and you dip it in some like runny ranch it's good it's like moths it's like moth sticks and you know how i am obsessed with moth sticks so yeah you <laughs> I was just like lamenting the fact that I, a couple of years ago, realized that gluten was basically killing me. And so I, whenever you talk about mozzarella sticks, I get really jealous, which I did try to make my own, like with jalapenos, like okay. a year ago. And they didn't turn out that great. But I mean, I miss me some mozzarella sticks. Well, I just recently found out that I'm lactose intolerant. So it's been a whirlwind. <sighs> You know, you just, like, can't eat stuff. No, you can't. You know, eating is just a lot. I mean, <laughs> not going to lie, I do eat a lot. The next bullet I have on here has a question mark because I very quickly skimmed this. But apparently Wisconsin has cranberry fields? Bogs? Cranberry bogs? Okay. I feel like... I... Have you ever been in one of those? They're kind of cool. No, but <laughs> I definitely... Number one, I love me some cranberries some the dried ones that are sweet oh i love also i love some to... cran cran ras cran cranberries cranberry what the fuck are they called i like i love putting cranberries in literally anything yeah they're good from chicken salad tuna salad peanut butter and jelly salad fucking yeah. literally everything that's sweet and savory oh my god uh this probably like a few years ago i started doing homemade cranberry sauce which sounds pretentious as fuck but it, it takes literally awesome. two minutes to make and is way better than like the canned stuff that being said i've never eaten the cran can i love me some canned. jellied cranberry sauce i've ne see i never ate it like as a kid like thanksgiving dinner my parents would just plop it out of the can and just be a tube of ah, i love that shit and i was like I'm big on texture, and I couldn't do the texture of it. I just don't. It was, I couldn't do the texture. It's fair. I get I, it. it. It's good though. I've had Love it. That shit. And as a kid, I was like, it tastes good, but the texture, I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And then my other fact about Wisconsin is about Green Bay, and how it became called Green Bay. Okay. So in our previous episode that Ariel talked about, we talked about the French and Indian War, which is also when things were settled in Wisconsin and British fur traders started referring to this Bay Area as Green Bay. 
And the reason that they started doing that is because the water in the spring of the bay was like green tinted. And so they just started calling it Green Bay and it stuck. <laughs> That's the only reason. Okay. Lots yeah. of like algae and shit in there. Yeah. I like maybe. I don't know. Okay. It could just be, it could just be the way that the light reflects. I don't really know. Green Bay, isn't Green Bay part of the Great Lakes too? So it's on like Lake Michigan, something like that. Totally. I don't know. I'm kind of making that up, but feel confident that I'm correct. I don't remember that, but honestly, I'm going to trust your judgment because you've lived in more places other than Western New York than I have. Yep. So I trust you on this one. I think it's on Lake Michigan. So this person that we're, I'm going to talk about is from Plainfield, Wisconsin, which is smack dab in the in middle. In a plain field. Plain field. Let me stop. Plain. Very plain. So plain. This guy's plain. So he's super plain. Smack dab in the middle of Wisconsin. It was like two hours to any major city. No water surrounding right in the middle. You're kind of fucked if you live there. Yeah. You cannot swim your way out. No, you know you can't. And this is kind of a popular person. He's inspired a lot of movies, and we'll talk about the movies he's inspired a little bit. His name is Ed Gein. So I, again, the Western New York accent, I cannot say this. So I say Ed Gein. Yeah, I know. Because that's the only way I can do it. But somebody help me. Help us. Because she said Gain like and I said Gain, so yeah, I feel like you said it right. That's why I brought it up because I'm I don't like know. I can't even make my mouth say that. That does not happen. I said it because it felt uncomfortable, and so I'm assuming that's right. Y- y- yes, it probably. <laughs> is. Yes, I can't do it. I don't even want to say the name ever. I'm like that serial killer Ed Ed. I don't even want to say it because I know I can't even say it. Yeah. So um, he was born. In August 27th, 1906. So, a Leo. I'm glad you're going to that because I was having that moment of, I should have looked this up before we started recording, but we can look it up right right after Leo. Um, Virgo. He's a Virgo. Oh, okay. See, I think of Virgo as like, I have so many friends that are born, like in family members that are Virgos that are born in September like mid-September, yeah. so I always think of Virgo as then, but this is, it's right on the cusp. It's right on the cusp. Uh, this is going to sound really fucked up as I say this, but as a Gemini, Virgos are a really great match for me. I need Virgos. In my, as a Pisces, I seek out Virgos as mentors. I literally think I wrote this to my friend in a birthday card. I'm like, <laughs> you're like literally my my solid ground to my like rising tide like i'm like i need you to help me through life because <laughs> yeah, virgo ground me please virgos in reality. Are, are an earth sign right yeah my my grandma was a virgo and like two of my besties are virgos and i'm like i need you to like keep me in reality pisces is water right yes all right I'm, Anyone, I'm an any heir. of us who are a Pisces never like to admit we are. So here I am just throwing I don't it out there. I understand that because I understand. I know that like people fucking hate Geminis. We're very people, humble. People really fucking hate Scorpios. And literally everyone in my life is a Gemini or a Scorpio. And so I don't know any bad things about any other signs besides Gemini and Scorpio. I mean, I'm not really much... I know that. Earth- no tangents. I'm not like super 
I, I, I'm not, yeah, again, skeptical. I'm not like super into it, but it's fun to be like, you know, cause right. it's just seems like there's a lot of coincidences with it where I'll be like, I'm really attracted to you because you're like a, a very practical, like stoic motherly figure that I need again in my life. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, cause I'm a Virgo. And I'm like, of course. I know that earth signs are good for me, but I need them fire signs are compatible with my lifestyle because I am an air and uh, see, um, I'm like on the just, cusp of fire and water so we I'm just, just fuck a psycho. with each other yeah it's it can get a little scary my sister um does astrology for a living um because my to, family is very to... eccentric and awesome yeah and she looked at my, she did my birth chart for me because yeah. I was like, okay, like I want to teach you about this because I'm not familiar. And she's looking at my birth chart and she's like, I-, I don't like mean this in any way, but very unusual. It's all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Interesting because my birth chart is Gemini, 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 Aries, Gemini. I'm like a lot. I'm very of terrifying. Yeah. Whenever someone who actually knows things sees my my chart, they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Well, if you literally talk to anyone, you you'll know that I'm a Gemini, but you won't at the same time." You should have my sister look at your birth chart. I'd love it. Yeah, she's like so good. You ever watch the TikTok videos that are just <laughs> like the different signs? And every time I'm that's me. I like the ones like at the party where it's like different signs at a party. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just 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 look it up. You're learn about us. So. All right, so Ed, he was born August 27th. Is it Edward or just Ed? Cuz some people are born just Ed. I think it's just Ed. Okay. Where I didn't see on? anything that indicated that it was Edward. I could be totally wrong, though. But I'm pretty sure it was just Ed. He doesn't really deserve a full name, so we're going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, he was also known as the Butcher of Plainfield. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. That Which makes me more familiar because if makes you sense. listen to our other episodes, I like to pretend that I don't pay attention and give any attention to serial killers. But now that you said Butcher of Plainfield, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. That one, the the butcher of Plainfield makes sense when we start talking about the things that he got into. But he's also known as the Plainfield Ghoul, and maybe I just don't know what Ghoul means. I think my only reference of Ghoul is from It's Always Sunny, and like when he likes milk steak and ghouls, and that's all I really know. So the the name Plainfield Ghoul doesn't make any sense to me of why he's named that. When I think of ghoul, first of all, we might fight at some point because I literally cannot stand it, Sunny. Um, can't Fucking stand love it. Charlie. It's literally the worst. Love you, but uh, ghoul. Oh, it is I, the worst. They are the worst people. Yeah, alive. I don't love it. It's like the people that like I used to go to parties with when I was younger and stopped because they were annoying. Yeah, they're the worst people alive, but I find joy in <laughs> I watching it. it. I can't do it. It's fair. Um, the girl is really pretty, though. What's her name? Honestly, if she, if you're out there and you Bird. want me to take you out, like, 
I would because I am a sucker for tall girls with bl- long blonde hair. So happens. Moving on, a ghoul. When I think of ghoul, mm-hmm. just like a little like gremlin, but not like a cute gremlin, not like the movie gremlins because yeah, they were like adorable. I want one, but I want all of them. But a ghoul is like a yucky looking little like meow. Like a, um, a ghoul I think of is like a mix between like a ghost and a gremlin. Yeah. Or like, what's that? What's that thing? It's living in that, for sure. In the Lord of the Rings, that little thing that goes meow, meow, meow. What's this? The the little guy. <laughs> the guy that like talks, um, the little, he's like a little ghoul who goes, I my precious. Like, I think you know I, what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Okay. He's um, like a little ghoul. I think I agree. That's like a ghoul. It's like an ugly little. Definitely ugly. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone, but he's like, I hate saying ugly. It, it, oh, it's okay. Homely. You're fine. Homely. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> plain. <laughs> a little more than plain, it's but more than more than <laughs> it's it's way less than plain. <laughs> Let's be real. I don't know. I don't under, I don't know if I understand what ghoul means, but he's also known as a plain field ghoul. Doesn't make any sense. He had an older brother named Henry. And then his parents were together, and their names were Augusta and George. Augusta fucking hated George. She hated her husband Oof, so much. Hated him. Yikes. Um, he couldn't keep a job. Yikes. And he was an alcoholic. And we'll get to the reason why she hated the fact that he was an alcoholic in like two seconds. At the time when it seemed like he was about to keep a job, where he owned his own grocery store in town he fucking sold it and moved the family into isolation and like a 155 acre farm yikes yeah i mean that's a lot you own your little grocery store like that would be so awesome that seemed to be a job that could be sustainable and you could make money at least to raise your children and family even in a small town it seems like an okay thing yeah Um, he just didn't love it he was like fuck this shit i'm out yeah, he just, like, couldn't hold job. He couldn't find the gluten-free goods. He could not find the gluten-free goods. He did not know how to sell to us millennials. And part of the reason that Augusta really, 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 really hated the fact that he was an alcoholic is that she was Lutheran. And part of her life was influencing her two sons, Ed and Hen- and George Henry. George Ed- and Henry. Ed and Henry. Ed and Henry. George okay. is the husband. Right. Okay. Is that the whole world is immoral. Drinking is evil. So like her husband was the fucking devil to her. And that all women, except for her, of course, were the devil. That was her whole thing. Are you sure they weren't Catholic? Lutheran. I know. I mean, side note, alcoholism is and in the home is like a huge leading factor to domestic violence. So I'm sure there was some uh, shit going on. I'm sure that there was too. Yeah. I didn't look too deep into it, partially because I didn't want to know. <laughs> Domestic violence fucks me up on Same. more than one levels. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that I could find the fa- find a sentence that said Augusta hated her husband was enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 it. You know, and how can you blame her, religion or not, you know? If yeah. there's something that's taking you away from being present. Exactly. That shit's fair. Exactly. So in this 155 acre farm that they were isolated from the town, 
Augusta often read Bible verses to Henry and Ed, and many of those verses that she chose were from the Old Testament or, or from the book of Revelation. Oh, and yikes. I'll be perfectly honest, as the not great Catholic that I am, I don't know what that means. I do know what that means, but I grew up Methodist, Mm -hmm. um, which I like to call uh, low-fat religion. Um, (laughs) Low-fat Protestantism is my favorite. You know, like that tub of sour cream that you buy where it's like, you know, or like skim milk. Or like the skim milk Protestants. So basically, my grandma would read me Bible verses, mostly from Mm -hmm. the New Testament, because the Old Testament was just a little too angry for us. Well, yeah, exactly. And Revelations is a lot. Like, I grew up with my grandparents who were religious, but they didn't, like, push it on me in any way. Yeah. So I know what it is, but I have also not, like, sat down. Like, I've tried to sit down with the Bible, but it's, like, super just kind of dry. I'll be perfectly honest. It's a little dry. I haven't. It's a little dry. Sorry, mom and dad, but, like, it doesn't interest me in any way. It's not very um maybe if there was some history that i could talk about then uh, like maybe i could get into it but oh but, it's just not yeah. it not my thing so i can tell you though that like revelations and what was the other one old testament oh right so the old i thought the, there was another chapter but like revelations based the end of the world is coming because people are immoral that like kind of like what yep. it sounds like what you described yep. augusta I actually, a friend of mine is, you know, a Christian, and I've probably learned more about the Old Testament from him in the last couple of years than I did when I was a kid. And Revelations is, it, it's a, it's kind of intense. It's kind of like Armageddon, you okay. know, but like with no, um, you know, Bruce Willis and shit. Yeah. And I'm just saying this as my interpretation, not as how it is. Um, but That's like the, the, to put it simply, it's like the end of the world is coming because people are the Bible is a lot because the Old Testament, <laughs> the Old Testament actually starts out with God being people are doing some fucked up shit. But honestly, you know, we should help them like we should help people be better. Like we should do more. And then it just goes into like everyone's going to die. The Bible is a wild ass ride a roller coaster of emotions and obvious me not being a christian and just my opinions on from scholars saying that the bible is not one book right it's a collection of different stories that different people who didn't know each other wrote and they put together right so it's a roller coaster so i can understand that augusta was like a lot and also like isolated as women were at that time a lot being in that isolated you know uh, part of the state too like you have to have something to hold on to i'm pretty sure wisconsin was maybe part of the bible belt as well it's definitely close if not part of it i know that like indiana kansas missouri right up to it i'm thinking of like tornado alley as well as part of the bible belt and wisconsin hits the end of that oh okay when i i don't even know what the bible i when i think of bible belt i think of maybe kansas and then i don't know yeah kansas missouri okay satanic panic that's just what i think about (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so from these verses that she chose she typically chose topics about death and murder Mm -hmm. 
and like divine retribution. Yikes. So she was feeding some really fucked up shit to her sons. It wasn't good. I don't know. There seems to be some foreshadowing in the fact that right. Augusta just put this into Ed's head pretty quickly. Yeah, like that thinking other humans are bad or something. Females in some way. specifically. Yeah. Except for her, of course. So as a child, Ed was pretty shy. He wasn't very interactive in school. His classmates and teachers have said that he had like some weird mannerisms during class. There are times that... Like picking his nose or what? The weird mannerisms things was kind of vague, but they did specify in the fact that like it almost he had this weird random laughter uh, and it almost seemed like he was laughing at his own jokes type of thing. I mean, same, but this must have been really bad. Yeah, it seemed like he was definitely in his own head for most of it, Mm -hmm. but his mother, Augusta, didn't really make that any better because any single time he tried to make friends, she would punish him. So he wasn't really allowed to have friends. Oh, she didn't want him to be like... um... What do you call it? Uh, influenced? Negatively influenced? I think probably. It was It was definitely... She didn't want him to interact with females besides herself, for sure. Uh, but I think she didn't want him to be influenced by other people that weren't Lutheran. Mm. That seemed to be the general feel. So we fast forward a little bit. When Ed was in his late 20s and early 30s. In his late 20s, his father died from heart failure. Oh. They said it was due to alcoholism. His dad was not that old. He was like in his 50s or 60s. That was pretty common at that time. It's pretty common. But when you start thinking about the way that like Augusta was, it it almost feels like maybe she did something. Oh, you think it sounds shady. Which I don't I don't think I blame her for that. Yeah. He was an alcoholic. I'm sure that there were some other shitty things that are happening in the home. And if she did anything to help this heart failure become a heart failure, I don't know if I blame her. To be perfectly honest. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it just sucks being stuck in that situation where you are, first of all, mental health care is at best in its infancy, right? Right. Mental health and substance use care. And then you're in the middle of nowhere where it's like, you know, there's something like you have a moral failure if this is happening. So yeah. honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if he actually died of heart failure. Correct. But I also wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there was a little there's bit something of something else, help. a little help. Yeah. I know. I don't I, there. There's nothing to indicate that she did anything. Yeah. But when I started like looking into just the fact that she was the woman that she was and the fact that she was feeding these things to her sons that mm. psychologically there had to have been something that she could have done something. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Within a few years, Ed's brother, Henry, died. And the way that he died <laughs> is very interesting. Okay. Both Ed and Henry were Henry. together. Whenever I hear Henry, I just want to be like, oh, Henry. I don't know why. <laughs> they were together when when Henry died. Um, and they were burning brush in the area. Okay. They didn't really talk about why they were burning brush. I think that's just generally what you do in the country. Anyways, you burn your leaves, you burn your brush. It's not necessarily 
an odd thing. But the original autopsy and report said that Henry died of burn. Of what? Being set, a, a being set on fire. He was burned to death. Um, but when it, it seemed like when they looked further into it, he had some like blunt force trauma to his head. Okay. Nothing is confirmed with that one, but one can assume that that might've been Ed's first murder. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Could have also been Augusta. Yeah. Who knows? That's a lot. Like first I'm, because I've, I'm aware of this thing of like burning, burning stuff. It's not something I'm familiar with growing up in Lewiston, if anyone was burning anything, a neighbor would have been like, there's a smell in my yard. Oh my God, something burning something. <laughs> or, you know, honestly, like... Yeah, no, in the country... They would also just be common. like, eh, I don't know. So, because... And also my first thought is like, how can you fucking get away with that shit? But I was listening to a podcast the other day mm-hmm. where this guy was literally burning a body in his fucking backyard. Mm-hmm. And... Weeks later, <laughs> once the neighbor learned that there was an investigation going on, she was like, oh, yeah, I smelled something really nasty and like pieces of like weird shit. Shit flew out of his fire into my yard. But, you know, I maybe it, like now that I think about it, it did smell like fucking dead people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, like, if that shit smells when my neighbors when I smell anything burning, I immediately go into panic mode and I'm like, and it's just my neighbors <laughs> having a little fire and I'm like, I've they're burning a body. Burning brush and burning leaves and stuff in the country is very common. A lot of times it's, that's the only way to dispose of it. Yeah. Other, unless you want to like load it up onto your truck and bring it to the dump. But yeah, it's easier like a lot to of just work. Yeah, exactly. So the actual burning isn't that suspicious, but the fact that his brother died when it was just apparently the two of them yeah and that's weird eventually it seems like there was some actual trauma to his his body so at this point gain was left with his mother only so it was just the two of them he was obsessed with her yikes part of this is her own fault she i mean she made sure of it it was females are bad except for me i wonder if she felt i'm gonna like, take care of you because your father is an alcoholic i wonder too if she was felt so alone and she felt abandoned by her husband and his like alcoholism that she was just like so desperate someone has to love me well ed really loved her <laughs> it sounds like it and a year after his brother died she passed away mm, the couple sad. References that I looked at didn't really give any reason for how she passed away, so it seemed just seemed like a natural death. Right. Who? But I mean, who knows at this point? Right. It's a whole kerfuffle going on there. Exactly. In 1945, Ed is about 30, late 20s, early 30s. He kind of followed in his father's footsteps in the fact that he did a lot of things for work he just kind of dabbled in a couple in a lot of things it wasn't necessarily that he couldn't couldn't hold a job like his father but he moved around he did a lot of stuff different things he was a true millennial he (laughs) early adapter the main things was that he was a handyman with the like really fucked up thing that like just doesn't make any fucking sense is that he was a babysitter okay so he was a babysitter and a handyman yeah honestly any of the handyman handymans any of the handymen that come to my house i would not trust with my cats (laughs) yeah 
exactly i don't know but also as a child i basically raised myself from like nine years old on so yeah it's like incredibly (laughs) suspicious that he was a babysitter yeah did they might be desperate it's kind of rural right exactly a lot of people right yeah they know him like he's just around whatever he hasn't given them any reason to not trust him right at this point around this time people just started disappearing okay this is... Do they say, like, what... Uh, is there, like, a age or just, just like... Nope. Just people. Typically women, it seemed like, but just people started disappearing. Okay. About 12 years after his mother's death is when he murdered his first person. Okay. That they know of. That they know of. On record. Correct. And he's admitted to this one, so... So, th- so he's, like, in his late 30s then 57 he's in his like 40s he's like 40 at that point that's super 1906 he's he's in his he's 40 that's super weird he had to have yeah he totally he had to have you know i'm no expert i'm not a forensic um psychologist just a social worker but i'm just saying he yeah he started before that yeah exactly I, i i know i agree Okay. I, I that because I was like that. I would be like my brain would be blown apart if that was actually true that he started that. But I mean the fact that people started disappearing after his mother died kind of indicates the fact that he probably had killed other people yeah. previously. But Ed actually only has two murders on his plate. Right. Everything else is allegedly and not confirmed. He also didn't, he, he only admitted to two. Uh, so his first murder in 1956 was Bernice Warden. Uh, he murdered her right in her hardware store in Plainfield, took the cash register, and there was blood from the cash register all the way to the back. Bernice's son, Frank, he was a sheriff deputy at, in the town of Plainfield, mm-hmm. immediately was suspicious of him. Uh, I don't really know. He was just like, just creepy. He's creepy. Like, if I remember from anything I've heard about Ed Gain, is that people, like, I don't know, I don't think he wanted to make friends, but also I think, like, people were just put off by him, like, immediately. Well, I think that might have been his mother's doing, because anytime he tried to make friends, she punished him. Yeah. So he might have wanted to, but he didn't know how to at this point. Yikesies. Yeah. So Frank sent some of his deputies to Ed's house and this is where it gets so fucked up. I see. Yeah. <laughs> they found Warden's body. Yeah. It was headless. Do you yeah. think he became a headless ghost? <laughs> Maybe. It was headless. It was gutted and it was also hanging from the ceiling. So it's like Catherine Knight. Like before Catherine Knight. <laughs> what? Maybe, Maybe I'll tell that story. Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Upon further looking into his place, they found jars filled with organs. He was using skulls as soup bowls, which as someone, I I know as someone take that part out. Who (laughs) I never get hired again. As someone who like (laughs) thinks that skulls are very interesting, and I don't know if I had the chance to have a. Not real skull, but a skull as a soup bowl. I probably would have one. I'm not gonna lie. I have two like plastic skulls in my house mm-hmm. because hashtag PTSD. Death is comforting to me, but in no yeah. way. I have a friend, a friend of mine. He well, he's a biologist, but he also is spooky like me. 
and he has fucking bones and he has a coffin in his house that I kind of want and he uses it kind of like as a table. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. He has like these little like little specimens and jars and stuff. Like I said, last podcast objects for me are just too much energy. So yeah. I could not deal with that. kind. That there's nothing wrong with it. But, well, there's wrong with having, like, if you murder someone. But, like, True. just having it, like, in your house, if that's your thing, that's cool. But for me, the energy radiating off of it is too much. Too much. I agree, but that sounds really effing cool. Yeah. So, after we found these soup bowls. Okay. Good soup. soup. Good soup. Soup is kind of gross anyway. Oh, I fucking love soup. Are you I kidding me? I know. This is why no one wants to date me. I fucking hate soup. <laughs> <laughs> this, this look i wish i could capture this look i wish that was that's a look like my cats give me when <laughs> i come home at four in the morning drunk as fuck and they're like we've been waiting to eat for four hours where the fuck have you been where's my soup <laughs> okay so they found these soup bowls at this point uh he confessed to killing warden and he also confessed con- confessed to killing another person that was three years earlier i'm not gonna get into that one like just right out he was like yeah yeah, essentially that's kind of what happened in the same time period he admitted to digging up corpses which is where he became like a body snatcher is is he he was known as and is he like a paraphiliac like is he like into necrophilia yes he Typically, was cutting body parts up. He was into, he was a necrophiliac. And as we'll talk about later, his influence in some movies, he very frequently made the skins of these bodies into masks and into a skin wear for him to wear around the home. This is, it, this is the thing about serial killers. He's I don't... technically not a serial killer. Uh, well, technically he dug up people right. who were already dead you're right you're right two would not make you i think it this more is more than two this is I where, think. The, this is why he is interesting you. is because he's he's not a serial killer but he right. had this very specific thing that he liked to do with dead bodies that became so interesting that not a lot of people did that like we kind of classify him as some sort of serial something so the fucked up thing is that to me the grossest part is the fact how many and and I don't know I haven't been diagnosed with OCD yet but just how many germs the germs the germs and you put it on your face and there's germs and I stuff. think if you're a necrophiliac you don't give a fuck about that See that's I cannot <laughs> get that I cannot get past that the number of times that I wash my hands per day my hands are very dry because yeah. of it I can't even the germs Right. I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's pretty gross. It's pretty bad. <laughs> At this time that they found that he had Warden's body and he admitted to killing another person, they tried to connect him to some other things. He never admitted to it, and they never could really connect him to things. But allegedly, he did other murders. Right. Allegedly, in 1958. So this is this is a year later. His lawyer 
who was William Belter, entered a plea of not guilty. The reason was, of course, insanity. And Ed was found unfit to stand trial. So he was committed to Central State Hospital. He was there for a while. He worked as, he did some side jobs while he was there. Worked as a mason, carpenter's assistant, medical center aide. That's like a pretty progressive hospital at that time. The fact that they gave him jobs? Yeah, I know. Um, kudos to that hospital, but like not kudos to acting, but kudos to that hospital. Seriously. About 10 years later, he was determined fit to stand trial, found guilty of murdering Warden, obviously. That's interesting. I don't think I've heard of a case where later after determined that your insanity defense actually worked and that 10 years later, like that yeah. long, that it was, okay, we made a mistake. Actually, he is. So... He was found guilty of that one, and they immediately found that he was insane at the time of murder and was recommitted to the hospital. So he never actually left. He was found guilty of that one murder, but that seems to be kind of it. 1974, so we are, what, 12 years after 14, 16? 1958 to 1974. Okay. We are 14 years. Math is not good right now. I'm just still just I'm just still thinking my social worker brain is still stuck on the fact that that hospital in the 50s was giving we're him gonna jobs let people work and uh, build their like empower people and I know so well, I'm back, it might though. not have, it back. might not have been very empowering but right but they still let him just do stuff the fact blew my mind just now I was like yeah. wow In 1974, he attempted a petition for release that was rejected. Even though at that time, Ed was pretty mild-mannered, it really just didn't make that much difference. It just, he just stayed there. Later in the decade, his health started not being that great. So within 10 years of his petition, he died of cancer and a respiratory illness in the hospital. I'm sure there's a ton more information and things about him, but he practically got caught immediately after his first known murder. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. There had to have been things that he did in his teens, 20s, 30s. Yeah. Because when you watch psychological horrors and serial things about serial killers and think about the psychology of you don't just become a serial whatever at age 40 you're doing things before that that leads up to that oh for sure and i think a lot of what i've listened to about ed gain is that people almost accept it as fact that yeah. he had been committing these murders and then as is pretty typical of serial killers in like their late 30s 40s is that that's when they tend to get caught i listened to a podcast talking about like why serial killers end up like the golden state killer right it was like why wasn't he caught and it was because they'll stop once they get to a certain age because of things like their health right you're not your stamina is like not as much also your sex drive which most serial killers are driven by a sexual i think his a, a thirst for power that it presents as sexuality and power kind of equating each other, right? I think his was mommy issues. I don't think it had anything to... I, I personally don't think it had anything to do with a sexuality. I think it was him being obsessed with his mom and trying to get yeah. closer to her. Because all of his victims were women. He was only known to have murdered two 
Otherwise, he very specifically dug up corpses of women and wore them. So we could get into some like transgender and some sexuality of like not knowing what you were. But honestly, it just feels like his mom fucked him up real bad. (laughs) Definitely his psychopathology was in an environment, it sounds like, where he was, it was able to flourish. Oh, yeah. Rather than taint. Maybe. You think about the fact that his mom taught him that women are evil and then his whole his whole niche is digging up women and wearing them what is what does that say i mean mean, like you're (laughs) right too because i think about if that's all you know right if you think about in my brain i still to this day one of the things that i will never understand is like nazi germany right how people who were neurotypical people We are not neurotypical people, but neurotypical people, how they were convinced to do these things that are just not that that I could never comprehend. And this reminds me of, (sighs) yeah, (laughs) it's rough. It's hard. This whole story is really rough. To me, do I think Ed Gain was born in a way that his brain was more geared toward aggressiveness? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm 100% like that environment is a bigger factor because environment can determine if things are allowed to flourish or not. I don't want to say for sure that she allowed this because people go through really fucked up shit and don't murder people. So yeah. Really fucked up things about this one that like when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh shit. This could have been a I lot of crimes agree. I feel are more about survival, whereas murder, serial killers are not about survival. I- this one. Agreed. Completely agreed. This one I don't think was about survival, but this one it feels more like information was fed to him that typically is not fed to people who commit serial murder type things. So Ed's crimes have inspired many movies that we know today. This is the important part. This is the important part. It's it's October. If you're looking for some movies to watch, these were all either directly inspired by Ed's crimes or kind of inspired or very loosely inspired by him. <laughs>